0: Hey, Magic Maker, Kelsey Foremost here, the host of Find Your Magic, the podcast where mental health and entrepreneurship meet. Man, am I excited about this conversation with Jacinta Gandhi today. She is a successful entrepreneur who really has so many incredible things to share about the vulnerability and the bravery that it takes to leave a stable. Nine to five corporate job and take the leap to start your own business. So, this episode is really for you. If you are thinking, you know, I'm in this career, I have a certain salary, I've got those benefits. And yet, there just seems like there should be more than this. I don't feel completely fulfilled by the work that I'm doing. What's wrong with me? I should just be happy. This episode is exactly made for you because my guest today, Jacinta, knows firsthand what it's like to spend years climbing the corporate ladder, all to just end up with a career that you're not really sure that you ever wanted in the first place. She worked the long hours. She got the big promotions. She had this fancy six-figure salary at the big old firm, and she still felt like something was missing from her life. And so she decided one day to take action, step out on faith and build a business that is entirely committed to helping other women leave their uninspiring nine to fives and finally build the business and life of their dreams. How did she do that? By founding a company called Social Circle. Social Circle is a full service design studio that specializes in bold, beautiful branding consultations and web design for female entrepreneurs. Social Circle is a Black woman-owned and operated business based in Brooklyn, New York, serving clients all over the world. So get ready, magic makers, and please join me in welcoming Jacinta Gandhi to Find Your Magic. Jacinta Gandhi, I am so happy that you are here on Find Your Magic. Thanks for being with us today.
1: Yes. Thank you so much for having me as a guest, Kelsey. It's an honor to be one of your inaugural guests. (laughs) And I
0: got to say, you guys, Jacinta also has her own podcast. I was a guest on it a few months back. It's an awesome, awesome, awesome listen. I will include it in the show notes. Definitely be sure to listen because it's a great sort of sister pod to this one. So go support Jacinta. (laughs) So, Jacinda, we heard your introduction and we sort of know that you came into this world, this um, entrepreneurial world from a very corporate environment. Can you tell us a little bit about what was the spark that helped you make that decision to leave that world and
1: go out on your own? Yeah. So, I'll try to give you the really short version because <laughs> I feel like I can probably go on and on about this forever. But I guess the short answer is that I always wanted to be an entrepreneur. I always wanted to start my own business before I even really knew what I meant. Like I was that cheesy kid that was like trying to like sell like coloring books and painting, like organizing the neighbors, the the childhood neighborhood kids. My (laughs) lemonade stands and going door to door. (laughs) My lemonade stands
0: rivaled like shark tank level, like ridiculous, <laughs> entrepreneurial. I had, uh, yes, with you continue. <laughs>
1: Yes, yes. So I was definitely that kid. Like I was the weird kid who lived for a school fundraiser because I loved like, you know, going up to all my classmates and selling them something. So I kind of just always had that in me. And, you know, I chose like a very traditional path of corporate life. I wasn't quite sure what I wanted to do. Um, But, you know, I just thought like, you know, my parents kind of like drilled in my head, like go to school and get a great job. Right. And so that was really my goal. And that was really where my head was. And I was able to accomplish that. And once I landed in corporate, you know, I was good at like, you know, working my way up and getting promotions, but I always just, felt like something was missing. Like I was a person who like, I'd be like, oh my God, yes. My dream company is my dream job. And then I'd be there two weeks and I'd be like, I hate this place. <laughs> you know, Isn't like, that like so I just-
0: interesting? Yes. Yes. And I think that this is such a through line of the guilt of I have this dream job that I've been trying to manifest or like my dream company. And then you get there and it's still not enough. Something's still missing. And then you feel like, but I got exactly what I wanted. Like what's wrong with me. Right. And that's exactly. not the case at all. It's not about what's wrong with me. It's about what can I change in my situation so that I'm not having that gnawing feeling in my stomach.
1: Yeah. I mean, totally, you totally hit that, the nail on the head with that. And I know you have like a very similar experience of your own. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was, that was just the thing. Like, you know, you know, my family, they would laugh. They'd be like, Oh, how long are you going to have this job a year, maybe a year and a half. And, you know, there are a few jobs where I planted my feet and stayed a little longer, but I always just knew like, like there was something more, like I always just felt like I was missing out and almost like I was doing a disservice to myself, like deep down inside.
0: Ooh, once more for the people in the back. That was good. (laughs) That was some good shit.
1: (laughs) I felt like I was really doing a disservice to myself. Like I felt like I was, you know, I was working jobs and I I, you know, cultivated great relationships. And one of, you know, the most important things I did was I was a manager. So I got to mentor a lot of really awesome people. But I always just felt like there was nothing that I was doing that was kind of where my full set of my full skill set was really being utilized. Mm-hmm. And so I really, really struggled with that because I felt like I couldn't really show up in a corporate or professional environment and have them take advantage of my entire wealth of knowledge and my entire skill set. Ah,
0: uh, yes, that's so true. That feeling that I have more to give and I need an opportunity to do that. And I also want to touch on, like, if you're listening to this and you're in this situation right now where maybe you're in a more corporate environment and you're feeling that feeling, It's not wasted time. I also think we have a misconception that like, oh, I wasted a decade in corporate America. Not true. No time is wasted. Those experiences are invaluable to helping guide you towards the thing that you want to start for yourself or the gift that you find you want to give. Don't get down on yourself for feeling, quote unquote, stuck in one of these jobs. Or as Jacinta said, I was the same way. Like, what job are you going to have next? Like there was this image that Elizabeth Gilbert shared one time of a hummingbird. And she said some people are hummingbird people and they are just these lovely like gifts and they show up and they're great news and they go flower to flower and they pollinate right? They're like taking stuff from every flower. They're taking a little bit of nectar and they're pollinating and they're making new things just by going flower to flower. So if you're a hummingbird person, you're in good company.
1: I love that image. That's beautiful.
0: Yeah. She's like a pretty good writer. I
1: hear. Gilbert. Yeah, and I'm, I'm really, really happy that you said that because, yeah, I spent about 10 years in corporate and I definitely will say now that I'm a business owner, I really am grateful for that experience because, mm-hmm. you know, being a business owner comes with a new set of challenges and a new set of hurdles. And I definitely wouldn't be able to navigate them the way I did without having that background. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like it's taught me a lot about um you know, just like having grit, like in those tougher moments, like those more challenging aspects, um, you know, when, when the wheels are kind of falling off the wagon <laughs> a little bit and you're like, okay, like we need a reset. I need to rethink things. So I feel like it's really, really been impactful and it's helped kind of give me the growth and the maturity to navigate, you know, running a business and h- hiring employees and, you know, just all the the responsibility that comes mm. along with that. And it's also delivered a lot of clarity in terms of what I, what I want and what I will not accept. Right. Yes. (laughs)
0: Just as important, just as important, not just what you want, want, but what you will not accept. Ooh good yes. stuff I today. Like,
1: <laughs> well, people can easily fall into that trap of being like working for themselves. And then they're working like, you know, 60 hour weeks. And it's like, that's not something I'm going to do. I've done that before. I've I mean, that leg. No. That's not happening in my business. If you <laughs> want to, you know, you can, but like, I've made decisions about what I'm willing to do and what I am not willing to do, which is the
0: only way to do it. Oh, my gosh. It's so true. It's so important. Not just what do you want, but what will you no longer accept? Ooh, therapy with Jacinta today, guys. Um, So how did you decide on the business that you ended up launching?
1: It's kind of funny because I always uh did graphic design that was like my thing that was like a passion that I loved like. I think I found like a calligraphy book when I was a kid and like that became a hobby of mine. So I always kind of gravitated towards, you know, the arts and, you know, digital arts particularly. And when I, um, it's kind of funny and almost embarrassing, but I went to school for accounting, which is so bizarre. That's not embarrassing. I have a theater degree. I
0: I see your accounting degree and I raise you my concentration
1: in Shakespeare. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, honestly, you know, it's just so hard when you're that age, when you're, you know, 18, 17 years old and you're figuring out what you should major in. And I just happen to have a really good accounting teacher. So I'm like, I'm dude, I would accounting. love to be good at accounting. I, <laughs> that sounds like a
0: lovely skill to have. So again, no wasted time.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, like once I did that, I did that for a couple of years. I'm like, this is not the thing for me. And then I pivoted into marketing and it was like around the time when like digital marketing was really ramping up. Um, and so I got an opportunity to work, you know, in search engine marketing and social media. Um, and I landed at a creative agency called Wyden and Kennedy, which does phenomenal work. And I was able to work with them in a creative and both a media capacity, which was like a really incredible experience. I mm-hmm. won't lie. I probably worked 80 hours a week there (laughs) yeah those those
0: it's an agency right yes yeah those agency jobs can be particularly
1: grueling I've I've heard and I've found Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. I mean it was it was amazing it was definitely an incredible experience um you know to work on some of the brands I did and to collaborate with a lot of the really talented people that I worked with but yeah I mean the long hours and everything like quickly sort of caught up to me. And and again, like going back to what we said previously, just realizing what I wanted to do and Mm -hmm. what I didn't want to do.
0: So what about that work lit that fire where you were like, you know, what I think might actually be the next right step is to go out on my own doing this thing.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, the interesting thing is I always knew I wanted to do it. Like Mm -hmm. I always knew I wanted to go on my own, but I think what lit the fire was that I was working with a lot of amazing clients, like huge, huge brands, but they were very demanding. Right. Mm -hmm. And you would pour your heart and soul out on something and, you know, all for them to be like, you know it's not good enough do better like think harder like be more creative like spend more time brainstorming and so it was it just felt kind of thankless and i just thought um, to myself yeah. that you know, I've always been passionate about small business. Like I'm always that person who had like some business idea. That was part of my problem. Like I always had like random business ideas and I'm like, "What should I do?" Cuz I really do anything. I own so <laughs> many domain names. It's embarrassing.
0: <laughs> I mean, I'm right there with you. I think that that's a common thing with creative entrepreneurs or small business owners. That creativity, you can't help but have it spiral into this business idea and a lot actually of being successful I have found is really getting honest about like, okay, that's a great business idea, but do I really want to spend the time to write this a fully realized company nine times out of 10? No, or not even a fully realized company, but a fully realized project. This podcast is a perfect example. Took me a long time to figure out, okay, do I have the bandwidth? Do I have the resources? Do I feel like I really have something to give here? And now I decided, yes, absolutely got super excited. And now it's out in the world, but it took some decision making to be smart about how I went about it.
1: Yes, definitely. I completely understand that. And I I feel like to your point, it was like, I'm that same person with all the domain names. i like, I'm also addicted to stationery. So I have like all the notebooks. with That's all a the healthy business. addiction. Like, <laughs> like Every time I have a new business idea, it's like time to buy a new
0: notebook, right? Oh um, girl, that and like gratitude <laughs> journals. It's so, so, I have so many gratitude journals with like the first five pages full and then just empty. <laughs> Cause right, like right. every time you're like, I need a new gratitude journal
1: or yes, because I'm going to yes. start
0: fresh or I need a new notebook. Yes. But for this new business idea, because I'm gonna start
1: fresh. I am so that person. I actually, for a while, I like banned myself. I'm like, do not buy another notebook. Do not buy another planner. Don't buy another pen. It lasted like maybe six months. And then I'm like, you know, come on, it's a I have go gotta for give it. myself a little reward. Exactly. <laughs> if that's your treat, I say go
0: for it. That's hilarious. <laughs>
1: Yeah yeah so so i think i i kind of because i was such a multi serial serial entrepreneur i think i started to figure out like i needed to do something where it wasn't going to be static and i'd have the opportunity to work on different projects and switch mm. it up and so i knew i wanted to continue kind of working with other businesses um and so initially we started doing social media um and i would you know try to help people with their social media and, you know, get their accounts, like, you know, get them content for Instagram and everything like that. But a lot of times, like I've noticed that people were just diving right into social and they didn't even have a website. They didn't have Mm. branding, they didn't have positioning. And I'm like, actually, like, You need to go back and start with the foundations of your business because, you know, social media is an amplification tool and you don't have anything to amplify. Like there's nothing here, right?
0: That's so good. That's so good. Social media is an amplification tool and you don't have anything to amplify. Ooh, so many quotable moments with Jacinta today. (laughs) So I love what you said in your intro that you built this business committed to helping other people leave those uninspiring nine to fives to build their business of their dreams and so it sounds like what you're talking about is helping them figure out that initial foundation of what is it you want to amplify what's that that calling card that presence in the world like let's figure out your website and your brand so that the social media has something to help you with
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And what I realized, like through my own experiences and my own journey is that I'm someone who gets really excited about building the foundation of the business right mm-hmm. so when we talk about like you know the branding when we talk about aesthetically what it's going to look like when we talk about the target audience and what's going to appeal to them like those are the things that get me really excited and also like that kind of brainstorming part of like how is your brand going to live in the world like where where is it you know going to be what's your go-to-market strategy so i knew that for me helping other people like you know, either, you know, start their businesses or, you know, take their businesses to the next level was somewhere where I really, really wanted to be able to help and add value. And I also had a pretty good feeling. I'm like, I feel like these people would be very appreciative of the work that I'm doing. Yes.
0: It makes an impact. You can see, (laughs) you can literally see the impact that it makes in real people's lives. That's so huge huge gift of entrepreneurship. It's true though. Same thing goes for copywriting. When someone sees that copy or learns to write their own copy and they feel heard for the first time, sometimes in years, or they go to that beautiful website that Jacinta helps you with, or see that beautiful brand guide and finally feel like it's an outer reflection of the inner work that they've been doing. It's life-changing. It really is life-changing. You see those cartoon light bulbs going off over people's heads. It's amazing. Yes,
1: yes. I love that. Like, I love it when someone is finally like, when we deliver their vision and they're just like this is it. Like you captured it, you know? Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's so gratifying. So if someone was in a place where they were either just starting out or, you know, deciding whether to take that leap and build a brand in a business or maybe they've been in business and they're feeling stuck, like it's just not quite working. What would a couple pieces of advice be that you would have for them?
1: Yeah, sure. I mean, so many, things, some (laughs) some advice, but I would just say like one big, big lesson that I learned is that in the beginning I wanted to help everyone. I wanted to be all things to all Mm -hmm. people. (laughs) And what you will learn is that like, it's very difficult to do that. And I think that, you know, In retrospect that came from like a mindset of black that came from me not believing that you know there was enough clients out there and that i was going to make enough money and i was going to be able to be like this successful entrepreneur and it's 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 I guess it's in a way it's funny, but it's like the thing I always worried about when I wanted to go full time was like, am I going to make any money? Is anyone ever going to hire me? And that has been like the least of my worries.
0: (laughs) You know what I mean? Yes. (laughs) Yes. I love that you said that and that you have the awareness, uh, to say that the previous mindset came from that feeling of lack or that fear of lack, that scarcity mentality, once we really dig deep and crack that code it's like a whole world opens up because truly once you stop being scared of not having enough you start getting abundance
1: yes it's true and it's like I posted this on Instagram like a couple years ago but for a while I was just like so nervous because I was like, I really want to be, you know, we all have this number and it drives me a little crazy to be honest, but everyone's like, I want to make a hundred thousand a year. And yeah. mm-hmm. I finally had this moment with myself where I was like, you know what? I don't even believe it's possible. And, and it was like so weird because I was like, it was almost like I was having an out-of-body experience, yeah, I was like yeah. talking to myself, like like how in the world do you expect to achieve that when you don't even truly believe it's possible? Ooh. And so like once I changed my mindset and I was just like, I'm going to make a 100000 a year, it's possible, mm. I was like... I mean, it sounds ridiculous, but it's just like after that, things just change. Things change dramatically for me. It doesn't sound ridiculous
0: at all. I think that one of the most amazing things about hosting a podcast like this and talking to so many entrepreneurs who are very successful financially and otherwise, that this is a through line. Almost everybody has this moment. Almost every single person that I've spoken to has had this moment where they say, you know what? I'm changing my mindset. I am worth this. I will make this. I do make this. And then it happens. And it's, yes, it sounds a little hippie woo woo and a little, you know, like a little cuckoo for Cocoa puffs, but it's, (laughs) It's true. And I want to reiterate that even a intellectual skeptic like me can have that. that. <laughs> yes. like this. You can still have a very business minded, like, you know, spreadsheet in your head of like, well, if I don't meet this quota, then this is a, you can still have that part of you and have that hippie woo woo heart who says, I absolutely I'm a six-figure entrepreneur. I absolutely am running a business that is worth this much money and just watching it explode.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So that, so that would definitely be, you know, my advice to someone, like if you're Mm -hmm. going into it with a lack mentality, like stop, just believe that it's actually possible. And then also like, don't be scared to ask for what you want. Like define the person that you want to work with, define the type yeah, of work that you want to do. do that and don't homework. like so many people are scared to niche down because they're like, oh my God, how am I going to find any clients? Who's going to be attracted to me? Like, don't be I'm alienating that. this entire
0: part of the population. I hear that a lot with people who are worried about putting the word women or mm-hmm. they just are worried about saying women uh, in their value proposition or whatever it is. Like I help women entrepreneurs. But actually, the more you niche down, especially in your brand voice and your copywriting and your language, the more people you're going to attract because you are being more specific to pain points. If someone can recognize this is exactly me and it's more people than you think. If someone comes and is like, this is exactly what I need they are going to be so much more willing to pay you the big bucks than someone who's like, this might be cool. This might be what I need.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. Totally. I completely agree.
0: So where can people find you when they need help with starting these (laughs) amazing brands and building these amazing, beautiful websites? Where can, where can people find you and support you?
1: Yeah. So I'm very active on Instagram. So people can find me at Jacinta underscore Gandhi on Instagram. Um, And then if you're interested in working with us or finding more about our services, you can go to Social Circle Inc, socialcircleinc.com. That's
0: awesome. Thank you so much for this amazing conversation, Jacinta. And guys, I will have all of these links in the show notes below. So don't worry about missing it. Uh, Don't, you know, worry about crashing your car to try to write it down. We've got (laughs) it all in the show notes. So thank you so much, Jacinta, for coming on to find your magic. We are so grateful for you. Thanks so much for having me, Kelsey. All right. Take care, everybody. Hey, magic maker, if you made it to the end of this episode, it means you're truly committed to inviting more magic into your life. Be sure to rate, review, subscribe, and follow Find Your Magic on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to this stuff. Each review truly means so much to me. Thank you for being here. Now go out there and find your magic.